This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's show is sponsored by MeUndies. Get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping when you go to meundies.com slash badchristian. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Man. You, you know what? Um, I was just... Okay, so I got a couple things I want to talk about today. One... Oh, a couple things you want to talk on, about. Come on, just okay, let him talk. So just Please one. stop it. I think just I was... Just one. Just stop it. Let I him felt, talk. I felt shamed by Matt and Bridget. I'm here in Seattle. <laughs> I felt shamed by Matt and Bridget yesterday during a conversation. And I, don't I think try to avoid shaming I don't people. think y'all, y'all intentionally did it, but it was like an air of something I was doing. Joey, I, I'm hoping that you have my back on this. I think you do, but I'm not totally sure. Okay. They were talking about doing a birthday party for their daughter, Georgia, mm-hmm. and they were going to birthday parties, mm-hmm. and they lo- they were looking into doing the like Jump Castle place or going someplace. You know, It's like three, $400 to do those. And they look at me and say, what did you do for your kids? And I told them we had a party with our family. They're like, your family can't. Uh, uh, your family all can't. I was like, no, just our family, like our immediate family, just us, us five. Yeah, Toby's like they went to the bouncy house or something. I was like, oh my gosh, because I, I brought it up to be honest, Toby. I brought it up so you would react violently to the cost <laughs> to, to, to help me get out of renting the bouncy house uh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I was thinking you would get my back. I was just going to kind of throw it out there. Right. For well, Bridget I felt shame and because have you yeah. react like three hundred dollars for this to use the roof. For That's now. the way I do That's feel. A- <laughs> well, well, here's the way I feel. Like we have three kids, and I. One hundred percent, never even came close to having a birthday party like that. My parents did one birthday party, I think, at our house uh, when I was like seven or eight years old, and that was the only time ever. Otherwise, it was just us as family. Part of me thinks, okay, maybe you should do more, but we go to so many birthday parties. We yeah, go to the bu- we go to the bouncy house or uh, this other, the gym or uh, there's a roller skating rink. We go to those once a month already. At so least. I'm like, why in the world do I need to pay also to, for my kids to go there when they end up kind of playing by themselves? Anyway, kids are they're I friends know. and they they but they're not like really hanging out. Look, they're, I'm they're around the birthday each other. scene. You know that. I was just looking. I wasn't trying it to shame you. It hurt my feelings, you. though. It made me feel like when I said that, that well, you thought it was, I was that was bad. funny. Well, though, what did you say to make you feel shame? Well, here's what yourself. was funny about it. He said, that we don't get our kids involved with a bunch of friends, but I was no, like, no. Here's what he said. I, I said, but you know, this is expensive and the thing and all that. And he's like, well, I mean, we, you know, I said, what, I said, Toby, what'd you do for, for June's last birthday? Because she's Georgia's age. And he goes, well, we went to the trampoline place. Yeah, and so I trampoline was like, for real? I said, with all the, the class and you paid for all that? He goes, no, no, just our family. I was like, oh, like the grandparents and your family. He's, no, no, no. We just went to the trampoline place. It, Jess and I watched as the, our three kids jumped on yeah, a trampoline. That's what it was but the birthday. It's because like, June's only five and she doesn't care. That's what she wanted. So if her friends would have been there, it would there would have been maybe she would have. Okay, I have to admit, she probably would have thought that was cool, but she didn't really care. So I don't want to spend $300 so she thinks something's kind of cool when she liked it anyway. Well, I you're saved doing hundreds the of other, dollars. F- that what I liked about your point and where I'm on your train is by not having a birthday party, you're giving a gift to the other parents at your right. damn preschool. They don't care. What a gift for Georgia not to have a birthday party that would be. One less thing to go to, <laughs> one less $20 present to Joy, buy, y'all do and birthday a bag parties? and a card and blah, blah, y'all blah. Y'all go to Jimboree with the kids? Uh, I mean, I would say the the simplest way I can answer your question is I'm on Toby and Jessica's uh, <laughs> side, but Priscilla is not. <laughs> so, same I mean, way as Bridget. I, yeah, yeah, right, I got right. lucky. Uh, Jess is like, no, nah, we are not paying for a birthday. Well, listen, party. I mean, but, kids, but, but I think, but I think there's a healthy balance there because I'm I'm fighting to save money and she's fighting to to make it special. But I, Priscilla definitely thinks that I make a whole lot of sense. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Now, I mean, let, let's like for example. Rosa's dream party would be just to have three friends spend the night right, and have right. pizza, watch a movie. Right. I'm and not ask going any to human take your whole class a treasured to memory some and see if they come up. Park. Yeah, see if anybody's treasured memory 
Think about a memorable experience you had as a kid that your parents did for you. It won't be a party. That's right. not w- what you're going to recall. It isn't. Right. I never can't imagine. I mean, maybe but, it's but I, 16 or something, but I mean, I don't think I, so. I, yeah, I'm giving my kids an option now. I'm basically saying, look, when your birthday rolls around, uh, we'll have a we'll have your favorite meal, and I'll give you fifty dollar bill. And I love that. that. And that's it. Or uh, you can forfeit that fifty dollars, and we'll, we'll oh, do something yeah. a little extra. I like the money is so and, and, enticing. And, and William and Waylon is they've already said, I want that fifty. Of course, <laughs> I mean they, that's what I'm saying because they think, oh, I have fifty dollars now to go buy whatever toy I want. All this, I mean, it's way better. Toby, Toby's going to immediately modify that to $20. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, when I heard 50 I was like, oh, you ain't going to do 50 <laughs> Good Lord, you're going to get a kid $50. I mean, five years old, six years old, you don't need no $50. Yeah. Good Lord. That's, that's two or three birthdays for me all, all combined. But just like uh, I was sitting there at Matt's house, and I was talking to their daughter, Georgia. I was like, oh, Georgia, you went to New York. It was. Did you love it? Did you like the big city? I said, what was your favorite part? You know what her favorite part is? You, do you know? I know what she's been telling people. Her favorite what? part is is when the bird and the Lion King sang the Frozen oh, song. Oh, well, she but. told me that it was the Rainbow Bagel that she oh, the got, Rainbow and I was bagel, like, yeah. they could have saved thousands of dollars if they just made a Rainbow Bagel at home and gave it to her. <laughs> and she'd have thought it was so cool. And I was like, I, yeah, I'm not even going on vacation now. I'm I'm <laughs> taking every vacation, everything away. But I was I did feel I was like, okay, like Ruby, our oldest, we've done several parties for her, but we haven't ever gone and bought a, a party place out. I, I mean, maybe that is coming, and at some point we might do it, but it feels crazy to spend four. Like, Ruby loves, all, all of our kids love that they would just be at our house. Like, they no think different. that part's fun. Like, Play oh, man, friends fun. are at our house, or I get to go there. That, that's that's right. just as fun. So I'm like, man, I, and we go so much. My kids aren't getting anything really out of it, and uh, the parents are just, I was well, like, it's just too many. I mean, four or five hundred dollars for a birthday party, and, you, and I got to do three of those? That's fifteen hundred dollars. For birthday parties. Well, look at Emery's. I mean, it's, something's got to be done about this. We need to enact more of a – we should have had a one-child policy like China when we started our band because Emery's blackout calendar is literally filled with all the times that we cannot play shows and almost entirely due to kids' birthdays because we have, I think, 13 – 12, 13, or 14. Yes. We had to count them. But we, I think we have – Emery has 14 children or 13, and – Here's the worst part. When you put them on the calendar, everybody has a birthday. It'll be, let's say that's Wednesday, but the party for that kid's birthday will be Saturday. Right. So 14 times, we've got up to four (laughs) or five days blacked out just for kids' birthdays. That's not to mention holidays, which are important, anniversaries, and every other thing in the world. So we literally go out every time we have more than seven consecutive days, we hit the road (laughs) without a damn birthday. Listen how bad ass this is. So there is a couple that we're friends with, and they they make good money. But there is uh, either one or two months out of the year where they decide we are not going to buy anything except the bare essentials. And so they they find it not only a good way of saving money, but also a way of teaching your kids, you know, not to be consumers and all that stuff. If a birthday party falls in that month, their kids make a present. Like and, and and obviously it's not like the kid that opens it up is like, yeah, that's so <laughs> awesome. I love that. But I love the fact that they're like, we're going to do what we are going to do and we're not going to succumb to society right. and culture and all that. I love that. I love the fact that they'll have their kid make a present and that's what they give. Present is just awful anyway. Going and buying like me going and buying a present for a kid and it's it, Ten twenty dollars, and it's a piece of junk anyway. I just can't. Stand I know it. how to buy. Pre- I know how to buy, dude. All you got to do, man, is buy a very cheap form of a present that you would get that kid five years from now. So, like, if there's like five year old, <laughs> seriously, if there's a five year old boy, get him a really cheap wallet, and he'll be like, "That is the coolest." Pre-. Like, I mean, that will be his favorite thing. I mean, I've gotten kid, I've gotten boys birthday flashlights. Hacks, huh? Uh, no, oh, they're just I I can pick me some. Speaking of teaching your kids though, yeah. too. Uh, so we went and visited Jess's mom, and when we were leaving on the way back, um, we stopped and get red boxes for the kids. You know, so we stopped at this Walmart to get a red box. Uh, we go in come, as we're coming back out. I don't have a DVD player anymore, and I always forget about that. I'm like, I'm gonna get something red box, and I'm like, oh, I can't play it. All right, yeah, go ahead. Super cool, dude. Um, and <laughs> we walk out, and my whole family, all five of us, hang on a second. Why did you interrupt him to say that? 
He just, just started a story I, and he said the word red box and right. in your head you said red box Dvd say something. me no have dvd player say something say that out loud because i that wanted to happened? see those reaction that was it <laughs> and i loved it so i was rewarded okay <laughs> we lost thousands of listeners but i do appreciate <laughs> no, 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 you no. caring about my reaction <laughs> anyway we walk out into this walmart parking lot in the middle of missouri and uh parking lot i've been to one of those you have been yeah <laughs> oh wait <laughs> parking lot i got a car i have a different car now my god don't say everything that comes to your head. <laughs> you don't have to don't. say everything. You don't have to. You can. I you know can it's go, hard to get a word in. I'm not going to say two. this. Point taken. But now, you can think about it and just say I'm not going to say it. <laughs> just do I that. Thought about a lot of stuff. No, before. it pops into your head, and then the next question. This applies to everybody out there. Allow it to pop in your head. Notice it, and then decide: Will this help? Right. And then say it or don't say it. That, and That's do that not, not when you're podcasting all the time. It's not as fun for Joey. Okay. Yeah. All right, pardon me, guys, but I got to tell y'all something important. I mean, y'all have definitely heard me talk about MeUndies, you know, the best underwear on earth. They're fun, they're comfy, and they're, uh, let's see, I'm, it's hard for me to use this word, but they're beautiful is what I want to say. I have a black pair with this purple lining that's just so sleek and sweet. And I, like I always tell y'all guys, I got an orange pair that makes me feel like a million dollars knowing I have a orange underwear yet nobody can see it it's pretty fun you can get incredible underwear sent to your door with me undies meaning you don't have to go hunt around for the perfect pair in a crowded store and eventually settle for some good enough cotton whatever it is me undies are made with a, a sustainably sourced material from beechwood trees and their naturally soft fiber makes a fabric that won't sag down or ride up and trust me on this once you put on a pair you will get it they're by far night and day way like 10 times like an order of magnitude softer and better and more comfortable than any underwear i've ever had before and that ain't no joke at all meundies is so sure that you'll love your first pair if you're not happy with it they'll do whatever they can to get you in the right pair and if they can't you can keep them and they'll refund you so really and truly this is a risk free there's no risk the upside is you find the best underwear you've ever had and if not don't worry about it you return them so there's you'd have to be Maybe a crazy person not to, to do this. So if you're already part of the MeUndies fam and you tell your friends about it through the referral program, you can get a discount too, and you win again. So, again, MeUndies is a, it's pretty much a win-win uh, situation if you get my drift. So if you're still not sure, MeUndies has a deal for our listeners, and that's first-time purchasers getting 20% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. So get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself to get the 20% off and free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash badchristian. That's MeUndies.com slash badchristian. All right. Anyway, so I'm in this parking lot with people and cars, and uh, my whole family's walking out we all happened to look over at the same time, and there's an old lady. I don't know how she did it, but she backed all the way from her spot into this car. You hear like that, right? <laughs> and so, especially when we all heard the noise. So five of us, there's husband, wife, three kids, all staring at this older lady. And she looks at us, <laughs> and she even rolls down her window for a second. And Jess is looking at her, and I'm looking at her. And then she just rolls up her window and drives off. Uh-uh. How <laughs> and, old? Uh, I, she's probably late 50s, maybe That's early 60s old, or something like thinking. that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, she just drives by and she just kind of looks at us and we look at her and I was like, should I do something here? Because, I mean, the car got hit. You could see the damage on No, the car? I could not see the damage. Yeah. So I was like, maybe it did, Maybe it just sounded loud and it's just bumpers kind of bumping into each other and it wasn't bad. And But I was like, I'm not doing anything. Is this like I'm in front of my kids? Am I supposed to say... No, this is wrong. You must yeah. stop. Yeah. And I was thinking that. And Maybe. but I was also thinking, well, we're just in the middle of nowhere. We're trying to get home. We just get out of here. And I don't really know. And if there's no damage, I'd rather not know. Like me personally, if somebody bumps in my car and I don't and there's no damage or just a tiny scratch, I'd rather just not know. So right? you, you thought back to the parable of the Good Samaritan and made your answer and just drove away. Yes, exactly right. that. <laughs> just, just pass right on by. We we walked right on by, and uh, but then of course curiosity got me, so I was like, let's ride by and see how bad the damage is. So uh, we rode by, and the woman was at the end of the parking lot getting ready to turn. I saw her staring at us as we looked at the car. Now I couldn't really tell too much damage. 
I couldn't see anything. Like I don't. There might have been a scratch, but there wasn't like an indention or anything like that. So I was like, "Well, I'm kind of glad." Like, I don't call that a hit and run. I think if you, if you're right, even if a bumper receives some amount of damage, right, that's okay with me. It's called a bumper, right, or bumping, which or is why go, I you go, lowered my value of my I don't, car. No, and that's all that, not yeah. that's I, I, oh, fair. That's fair yeah. enough. I'm not saying the fair enough, but it is a bumper, and the nothing drives me crazier than in New York. Have you seen the stupidest thing in the world? Are those big black stupid things that hang out of your trunk to protect your bumper that look horrific? Right. Yes, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you have a bumper, and yes, you'll parallel park, and your bumper will touch other bumpers. Right. If it damages them, a scratch. I don't even count that. Man. I bump cars if I'm right. parallel parking on accident sometimes. If it dented the bumper, like there's a real indention and it really needs to be replaced, fine. And yes, everything technically affects your resale value, but it's like leaving plastic on your couch. Right. It's for using. Everything can't be about that. It's for your shit is to use it. Right. You, you guys can't are have give that attitude so toward anything you own. You shouldn't have that attitude to a guitar that you got to leave in a glass case. I guess that's what always bothered me about baseball cards. Don't touch them. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't. That's not stuff. Isn't. I mean, what are you going to collect? Antique. Porcelain statues, go ahead. That's not. Joey's going to give me so much. I want to use the stuff that I use. Heart. And my car is well, a tool. Y'all are going to just give me so much hell for this story because this this is when Priscilla and I moved to Seattle. It was a very low time in our life because it took us forever <laughs> to get jobs. And so we depleted a lot of our money. And so we finally have jobs. I'm sitting in the parking lot of Sylvan Learning Center because I did some tutoring in the afternoon. She's sitting with me because we only had one car and basically, you know, just spent every second together. So we're sitting in the parking lot waiting for me to go in. And an old couple, well, I'm not 60s, 70s, 80s maybe, backs up into our car. And then they just hit uh, drive and they just go right into a parking (laughs) space. And so I get out and I knock on their window and... They rolled down. I was like, hey, you know, you just bumped our car. And they're like, no, we didn't know that. I'm so sorry and everything. So I go back to our car, and our headlight is just scratched a little bit. Totally fine. Everything's functional. Everything is fine. But the headlight is scratched. And I said... I'm gonna have to call the cops. Oh my no, god, Joey! I needed You're money so bad. We got seven hundred dollars oh out of that. Oh my whole thing. god! What? Wait, wait, here's, wait! You got here's money? what I thought. Here's what I thought though. They're and gonna die soon. The that seven, I need the oh, seven hundred dollars more than they need it. Oh my <laughs> lord! Were you holding your uh, neck? Did you put so, on a neck brace? <laughs> no. <laughs> But I also have always been told if there's anything, you, you, you can't just assume that there is any Always been told by who? Listen, let him think through it in real time and realize how dumb it sounds. Keep right. on talking. Yeah, keep going. No, he's actually no, realizing I know how, how dumb it is. That is now. But, uh, but there could have been a possibility that the scratch on the light would eventually cause it to not work Oh, that, and that'd be a $14 headlight. Yeah. <laughs> but you definitely at least use the 700 to fix the headlight, right? <laughs> No, of course I not. I just used it for anything. your own personal gain. We needed it. That's what insurance is for. You they didn't were trust the Lord. The Lord wasn't going to provide. That's how the no, Lord provides. I wasn't trusting the Lord. Insurance fraud is how the Lord provides. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I mean, all God that drives me, me crazy. That was thirteen I, I mean, years that's, ago. I would be the happiest person if there was a scratch on my bumper. I would take great pride <laughs> in telling the person, "Don't worry about it, man." I would yeah. be so. I would feel like a great. Th- I would feel like a million bucks as soon as I, I noticed told, that my I, car had a dent and yeah. I told the person, don't worry about it. I feel like a million dollars when that happens. I'm I have thrilled used that. I, th- this is, you just said something makes you sound great. Here, let me return the favor. How horrible I sound. I have <laughs> used that example to tell people back in the day how tithing works because what? money will just come from oh nowhere my God, if you <laughs> well, the, you know, the only thing that makes that worse is when the tiny bump happens at a red light and the motherfuckers won't even move the, the uptight right. asshole that wants to call the cops won't even pull the cars off because he wants to right. protect the crime scene and be careful oh, and I get know. documentation for the insurance to have the cops come and see who's at fault you're that you're a terrible person you're not doing the right thing when you do that get your car off the road Deal with it. If it's something bad, right. fine. Get the in- insurance card. Take a picture and get out. Get out of the road at least. Yeah. And don't act like everything's so super serious. And the government and the insurance will know what to do. And the police will help you and know what to do and fix it. That's crazy. If you, got, you can you avoid that. Are, avoid it. You guys will get a kick out of this. So last week, you know, I, I, I don't know if y'all knew that we don't we don't have an administrator right now. So there's a lot more uh, pressure on me and everything. And I'm sitting there. 
got so much to do in only about a couple more hours. And earlier in the day, we had someone call the church and said, hey, I'm really trying to tithe online. I'm not able to do it for some reason. And so I put her in touch with the people that were in charge of all the technology stuff because, you know, they're better suited to to help her because they've got all the access and all that stuff. And so I passed her information along and then I went about my business. So about an hour and a half before I'm leaving, and like I said, I have so much to do, this lady walks in, and I know, I knew that she was the one, she's probably in her 80s, and she's just like, hey, I never heard from anybody, I really want to, I really want to tithe online, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) so just the sweetest, sweetest woman, she sits down, and she's just like, I just don't know what's going on, I've done it once before, but I got on there the other day, and I'm not even sure if the money is coming out of my account. And I, I, I hope I, I've tried it multiple times. I hope that I haven't given more money than I needed to, and all this stuff. And so, what it boils down to is she is so adamant that she knows her password. But I kept trying different combinations of the password, and we just couldn't get in there. And so, I finally I went through all the different stuff you have to go through to get like a code to make sure you're the one that needs a new password. And so I sat there and I told her, I said, listen, there is not, I said, I'm so sorry. There's nothing I can do for you right now. Because it says here, <laughs> it says here that we may get a code in 24 hours. I said, I can't do anything without that code. And she seriously sat there with a smile. And then five seconds would go by and she's like, yeah, I just, I really want to figure out how to tithe online right now. And so, so I would try to do something else, and then it would go back to that code. And I was like, ma'am, I, there's nothing, I can't do anything else for you. She's like, yeah, I really. And so finally, I was like, okay, do you have any, because I was thinking, I'm going to create another email address for her, because that was the problem. She couldn't get into the dagum thing, because it already had her as a registered uh, giver. <laughs> Two-factor two so, authentication is a little tough on the people yeah, in their so mid-80s. I, I asked her, I said, do you have uh, another email address that, that we could possibly use? And sure enough, she did. And so I went that route, and I said, listen, this is only going to be your tithing email address. So this is the only thing that you use it for. And I'm telling you, it was the sweetest moment because when she saw the screen that her money had gone to Seacoast and that's what she had been trying, that's what she wanted, that's what it, for the rest of the day it was going to drive her crazy without being able to do it. She was just so happy, so touched. But I just, I, I could not believe that she just wouldn't write a check or, I, but I just think it was so crazy. <laughs> I think it was so crazy about all this stuff though is, I really respect her for wanting to keep up with the times with technology and stuff. But at some point, don't you just throw in the towel? Like, it's just like, like what, like at some point, if you're in your eighties or early nineties, you just have to say, yeah, it's moving a little too fast. I can't keep up with it anymore. I don't take that approach, but first of all, she should have written you a check. Uh, you should, I would have, if I were you, I would have suggested $700. And that would have just been for you, for your time that she took. Because think about what you, if you'd have counseled right. or saved a marriage during that time, you know what I mean? So I think right. she and should she have was, she was had using her $35 her go through online, but she should have written you a personal check for 700 Yeah, and obviously. I think she used the restroom and, and right. turned the faucet on. Oh, so sure. there was well, just think use. about what work you could have done for the kingdom during that time. So that was bad right. on you. Yeah, and if she didn't compensate you, you I think time. she's not sweet. She's yeah. a bad person for that. Um, but I do think the opposite about technology, and I, I'm – I couldn't be more sure about this. I, I don't think there's much hope for a real old person, but I would even say for old... <laughs> no, well, well, okay. In general, or okay, just technology? No, general. I'm saying... Well, hear me out. Even at your stage in life, there's yeah. a new technology you're going to hear about tomorrow, oh, and you're going to s- inevitably say, well, I think I'm probably... That's for the... You know what? I'm yep. just going to miss the boat on this one. Yeah. So that has happened to you many times, and then... Snapchat. Tur- I can't understand yeah. it. And sometimes it didn't I, take I off, it. and you were good to avoid it, and sometimes you went, oh, I guess I do need a Twitter. Right. Because you, when you first heard of Twitter, you right. didn't think, "Oh, I'm going to get on it." You think, "Ah, they're just doing that, and this is the whatever." And I'm that's all. Oh, past I thought it was me. ridiculous. I just thought right. it was ridiculous. Okay, so keep that in mind. There's tons of times where your tail between your legs. Later, you go, "Oh, I, I guess I, I guess I do need a Twitter." Yeah. So, even a grandparent, there was a time, even 15 years ago, when you could have had a 70 year old person who had no chance of doing an email. Right when we were yeah. doing green screen mm-hmm. email in in 1999, right, your grandma who was 70 then could not have done it in any way. But mm-hmm. now that same lady who is 90 can easily email. No, 
Yeah. Right. So right. the giving up part is not what that's not the issue. The issue is get the technology better. Then you will be able to it's, technology doesn't pass you by, it'll catch back up to you. So the question is, is technology going to get so, I mean, and then if you get life extension, which is also technological advancement and development, then maybe it extends the life. And then even dumber of you to not shop online because that's for young people. You can't take that attitude or you're toast. So even an old person with a receptive attitude to make progress or move on, they'll outgrow the people that. I mean, they're going to right. thrive but compared to the other people. Technology Even will stop. It depends. It, it depends. Like, I, I think I've told you all this story before, but when we moved in Don't with my up. grandma after coming to Charleston from Seattle, we lived with her for a few months, and I, I set up internet in there, and I said, Grandma, do you want an email address? That way you can email back and forth with Andrea, her her granddaughter. She's just like, yeah, that that sounds great. And so I sat there on the computer and I showed her her email address. And as she was talking, I was typing everything that she was saying. And she's just looking at every single word. And she's yeah. like, oh, no, you, you misspelled that. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so I clicked on it. And she literally oh, said, wow. That's you so mean cool. you can erase that? And I said, oh, yeah, it's, it's all That's on a screen amazing, or thing. She did not know that I could just go back and erase it. Like, there is no – she – there's no way she keeps up. Like that's like, and there's no way she should even try. No, like, I just at, totally that, disagree. She doesn't even know that you can erase a letter <laughs> on a computer screen. How beautiful! But she's that. two decades behind. No, so but I'm the set her up with Snapchat. Easy. She can voice dictate a message to her niece if you'll just show her how, and she'll get well, it. Also, she's not dumb. She yeah. can learn it. It's not like I she's incapable. She's dumb. But I mean, that, I'm just saying that's that's the the thought there. She's just too old to do. Yeah, that's it. you too giving up. Not, that's not yeah. her giving up. She sounded exciting and curious to me, which is. That is so exciting when somebody has a question that is solvable and getting more solvable. Here we go. That's what you want in a kid. That's what you want in a middle-aged person. That's what you want in an adult. Please help them. When, they, when you see somebody light up with, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. How does that work? That's All learning happens right after that. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me interrupt everybody. Y'all have to listen to this song. To Tower of Pain. I love that title. The newest single from Fit for a King. This is the first of a lot of new music to come out this year from these guys. I mean, it's very exciting. Also, Fit for a King is headlining a tour this summer with Like Malls to a Flame. Hear my southern accent, Malls. Like Malls to Flames and Currents. So look for them to be coming to a town near you. Head over to Spotify. Apple Music, or wherever you stream or buy music, and make sure to check out Tower of Pain. It's on Spotify specifically, uh, so make sure to follow Fit for a King. Uh, follow their profile so you don't miss out on any new music because there's a lot coming, and it's going to be tight. Fit for a King, Tower of Pain.
Yeah. Well, I mean, well it, why are you so uh, wary then of like, for example, what you, what you're saying right now sounds exactly like me is is cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and stuff like yeah, you're, just quit. You're, you're very worried weary wary of that, Carter. You're like you don't. I mean, you think oh, it's oh no, be, but I, I mean, I think decentralized. No, I'm not weary of it. Money. I can't, I'm and way more the excited about blockchain it. than everybody else. Yes. Everybody else thinks I'm gonna make money on uh oh no no yeah, yeah some yeah. bullshit I, but i'm, I'm excited saying, about the technology when it's adoptable same with vr right i don't think there's anything more important than ar vr i don't own any ar vr yet i don't have a solar roof yet right. there will be the time when i decide to go in and when i go in i'm gonna go in but right i'm gonna let it go for a little bit before i sure get on the ship that's different because the early adopter shit is hard yes if you want to be is. on CompuServe in 1992 right you're going to, I mean that you better have a well, that's you what I'm saying. Really anybody that bought Bitcoin it. would have had you had to go through all these crazy now, steps easy. and you had to right. do all kinds of stuff right. but so now I can it. because it's an, yep. it, the technology's got to where it's an app on my and, phone and eventually it'll be absurd and absurdly easy and convenient yeah. so you can't say I'm not going to do but it but you're probably you talking more about the actual the, technology of it yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying too but you're wary of the actual financial side of it well right? I, I don't think Bitcoin's an investment thing yeah. I don't see it that way it's a tech, blockchain technology is, is and ARVR are things yeah. that I do not currently participate in and expect to spend most of my I life agree. dealing with also but v- they're, they're yeah. going to be here soon in a way that will be undeniable, and everybody's going to be late, and the early adopters, there'll be a lot of benefits to, but I'm not ready to put in that time at the stage the technology is yet. But I'm looking forward to it. When that stuff becomes useful and accessible to me, right. then I will. There is something, though, too, about the idea of not changing your grandma because it holds a piece of humanity or something. Like, she's not, like, when people don't know technology or don't have it or don't use it, 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 it like kind of makes me jealous. Yeah, innocent. It makes me jealous. Like, I can't, like, I cannot go somewhere without pet, my phone. I cannot go anywhere without my phone, but I used to. Yeah, I no, used to no could, doubt. and that, that just sound, feels so foreign now, the idea of, like, not having technology and not letting it influence me as opposed to, you know, just having, like, uh, we go out to Jess's Uncle Ed's house, and there's it just has a farm and real bad ser- cell service and no Wi-Fi. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I have my, my phone for LTE. But I was like, maybe this is just awesome. He doesn't have yeah. any of that stuff. And he just cares about the things that are physically in front of him. That's yeah. pretty amazing. I mean, That's Is that gone? Are things that are physically in front of you kind of gone? No, no, not at all. Not even close to it all. It's just the problem is your attention is, is the thing we're talking about. It's not physic Physicality ain't going nowhere. Like even when we get fully immersive, there'll be tons of... No, I'm saying it's com- always... The physical reality in front of you is always in competition now with technology. It you is, and I, no, you and no. I hanging out yeah, is, no. is in competition with the phone. That's not. It's in, that's not. And especially as AR and VR happens, no, it's, it's going to merge. It's, it's going to merge. But I think you'll still be plugged in more on the tech technology well, side. Like you're going to be looking for the information to tell you. I'm going to be. Well, oh, this thing happened on Facebook. I'm going to tell you about it, Matt. As opposed to us communicating it's just in all, the moment. It's all going to blend together. So yes, you'll be connected most all the time to something digital, but you, you'll you probably get, in the future, you'll get your face more out of the phone as the technology gets better. Be right better. now, you've got this stupid little tablet papyrus scroll. you got to write it on. You know, right. it's, it's a, this is a primitive <laughs> thing where everybody's glued to their tiny screen. When it gets better, it'll be completely blended. You know, and we'll, we'll be talking about yeah. something. There'll be a, a holograph of right there with the data coming up and we'll still be engaging and there'll be in the future once people are able to actually live vr kind of thing there'll be these whole universes where there'll be uh an analog world like the the freaking amish people and people that decide to stay that way and they'll be able to have whole societies like that then there's going to be the digital only realm and then there's going to be mixed zones yeah and you'll be able to choose like maybe you live in a computer all the time you decide to go out in the real world in some kind of body vehicle and do and explore in the mixed zone for a while and you can't go into the zone where uh it's human only like a nature preserve where the people there wanted to stay unconnected i mean yeah i mean it's going to blend together entirely It, it was funny when we were riding through missouri there was a bunch of amish and there was a rainstorm coming it started raining and this sounds awful but i was just thinking I could just have a car. Well, that, <laughs> they, they were in their, ha- they they were in their horse and carriage, and they were just riding, and they were trying to get through rain and all this stuff. And I was like, "Y'all don't have a. Co- I'm in a car." But they I'm may be happier than us. I know that they really might. Be. That was my next thought. Yeah. But it's shitty for them in this moment. But because they have a set of rules or a religion or a belief of what they think it should be, maybe they are better. Like it has to be way less. Uh, 
anxiety, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there is just as much anxiety in uh, Amish culture or whatever, but no, I feel I like I'm, I'm so connected sure. and know so much, I just can't help but just always know something and something's inevitably going to be bad. I think we're at one of the worst, I mean, this sounds bad, but I think we're at one of the most pinch points of technology. Like, it's, the pr- it's put a lot of pressure. I'll give you an example of this. I got in a fight with Bridget yesterday. We went to spend the day with the kids at the Bullwinkles for our go on tour and go karts. Put, put, golf putt, putt, go-karts, all that stuff. And I have all the people coming in town. I've got Reva's coming in. Josh is asking me what time the thing yeah. is. We're, Toby's back at the house working on the bus. I'm going to spend this last day with my family. And it's no different than any other day. And, of course, I don't want to be glued to my phone during that time. Right. Obviously not. And then we try to start heading back, and then Josh checks me about where we're meeting or whatever. But I'm driving – so that's not a good time, but that's like, oh, I'll just text Josh backing. Yeah, yeah. Like, but that, and then he asked me a follow up question, and then another one, and then Bridget's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, it, it's got to be. It, 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 this doesn't make sense because there's no, there's nothing I can do right now. Like, it's not Josh right. wouldn't do anything wrong by right. asking me a question, you know. And he did need to know, and I did want him to know, right? And so. I shouldn't have been dry. I mean, I really can't. There's no time that's good for me to sit on my phone. Right. But on the other hand, most of the important stuff that comes in is random in time and comes through my mobile device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's not really, there's less and less times where it seems appropriate to be on my phone. Right. But, but, but also, that, that's so important, and it's not you can't schedule it. I can't schedule a bunch of five-minute calls for right. 50 minutes on Wednesday morning. That doesn't, doesn't work that way. So I'm really pressured. And torn, and I'm not goofing off on my phone. I want to do the right thing, but I don't know what it is a lot of times. Like I really don't well, know. Yeah. What I would love for us to do, like as a as a society, is not to equate punctuality on the phone mm-hmm. to being on top of things and and yeah. you know a hard worker and all that stuff. Like if if I were to text someone and I never hear back from them, I'm always going to give them the benefit of the doubt, just from the standpoint of, I would rather them not be a slave to their phone. Like, I, I don't want someone that's always on there, always responding, and I, like, I, I can't see that as necessarily a quality, but the only Let way, make you that know how more. my mind works, the only way I can do that is, I can't look at the phone, and there has, I, there has literally been times where I'm thinking, oh, I really want to look at my phone just to see, is there anything going on? And I regret it because course, then I yeah. see something that needs to be dealt with, yeah. and I have to. And I was like, if I just wouldn't have looked, we're hijacked. W- there's right no now. way I would have been able to help because you know what I'm saying. I yeah, mean, yeah, but just, if that's true that you had to, I mean, that it's just taking advantage of you. The phone is programmed in such a way right now, ethically, that like uh, we don't have the ethics right of our of how to manage our attention. It's a huge problem. But I don't even believe what you said is true that you give everybody the benefit of the doubt on text. There's gradations of all that. For instance. If your wife doesn't get back to you about where you're supposed to pick up the kid, right. that's not okay. But how does, what if she didn't have her phone out? Because why should she at right. some given time? But that's not right. okay. It right. actually is not okay for my wife to not be able to be reached within 15 minutes. That is not acceptable to me as a husband. It could be if we talked about it. But in general, and Toby, I don't expect to wait two weeks to text me back. That's, that's not true. So the different levels of engagement you have with people – there are real timelines. If and, sure. uh, you know. and, and the other thing, too, is the uh, that's never going to change because the person that does get back to you will be more successful and seems like they do mm-hmm. care more and try harder. But it also rewards the bad behavior. Yeah, it yeah, rewards pe- it's like the same I thing. Agree. And no, I'm, no offense here. I'll make this point. But if I'm at a concert or a thing I'm in public and a lot of people want to meet me, it'll be the most obnoxious ones. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying and that's why I like the VIP events and the special things that we do is because I get to actually meet the people that care and have something to say versus that's weird. the people that meet me are just great no, I they, love they, them. no I'm, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that but in a situation where there's a big crowd and you know like right, right. after the concert if you come to the front you not have to be much obnoxious I'm just saying that's a shallow interaction it favors the shallow and persistent right your text does the same thing the yeah. person that's the neediest yes. it will get your attention Right, and I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about fans, but it's just that effect. Like, oh, there's a thousand people in this room, and dozens of them want to speak to me. Well, that's they're going to come straight to me and whatever. And you know, well, it's well, not me, bad. Let, it's just the let nature. Me, of let it. me re, let me reframe this then, because Matt, you're not only a close your attention friend, is a but, commodity but, to people but and we, technology, but we also work closely together. And so, I, I, I'll put it this way: if I text you. And you and I realize a day or two later, it's like, man, I really need to know this. Matt hasn't gotten back with me. 
my next step shouldn't be frustration. And, and probably earlier earlier on in Bad Christian, I would have been uh, frustrated. But my next step shouldn't be frustration. It should be, okay, well, what's the best way then to talk to Matt about this? I, I know exactly what's the best way to call you. For me, that's because, not true for everybody, but for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying it, it's... I. I I feel like I have somewhat of a responsibility mm-hmm. to figure out how people want to communicate. Like it, it just bugs the heck out of me when I hear people say stuff like, well, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just a talker. I just have to talk to the person. I'm like, yeah, but everybody else isn't. Yeah. So don't, don't take your preference and put that on somebody else because that's, for a lot of people, true. it's just easier to text. Some people so I love just, writing back a response. I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm I'm not that way. I, 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 I mean, feel my paralyzed favorite thing, when I have to respond to a written message. I really do yeah. feel a, a pain every time I see it. So for yeah. me, please ask me simple questions that are yes or no or something. Yeah. I, I will respond. It, the, heart, the difficulty of answering the question and the amount of thought I just put in it is directly – is inversely proportional to my response, typically, basically. Yeah. So yeah. keep that in mind when yeah. you want a response from a person. Yeah, and, and I t- and I have the same feeling when someone is calling me. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I would much like, yeah. rather get a text and and write back. Well, I think I probably always would, but I mean the the big issue here too is though technology isn't slowing down. Maybe it's getting faster, but it, it, it is moving along, and we don't know how to handle it at first. We just don't. I think that's the same thing as maybe that's even uh, biblical in the idea of God goes, hey, Adam and Eve, you just aren't going to be able to handle this, so you'll mess it up real bad if you do this thing, if you get this knowledge right now. Like yeah. as soon as we got the knowledge of texting, we it's affecting us and causing a lot of stress, right? Like just yeah. just text, just texting somebody, that idea. Now uh, it, it's going to – like my, my dad and mom have now started texting. They never did before. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like, I mean, I'm so happy that they'll say, hey, uh, tell Jess happy Mother's Day. And that's the that's the whole conversation. Like, I sometimes it just, I go, when I talk to my parents, I know I'm going to be on the phone for a little while and have to hear what's going on and this and that. And not that that's bad, but all the time, you don't have time with that. So now that, you yeah. know, and I, so it made me start wondering too, do they think the same thing? And my parents are like, oh, Toby's calling or I got to call him and now we're going to talk for a long time. Uh, but all that to say, we're just learning how to figure this out. So, the the next big thing is though how bad when you do get to AR and VR and it's really good is that going to be real bad I mean we're going to immediately do the bad stuff with it yes. immediately I mean th- I'm saying that that's it's really yeah. is biblical as soon as you get some knowledge or something going on like that you just you ruin it you you go you go oh I got I can do the I can go all well, the way to I, the bad side but not I mean that was, it's been the same spiel about technology and platforms since the beginning. So just look. Yes. Don't look at the future. Look at the past and answer that question. So television did that? Was that the result? That it was bad. Yeah, because I mean, think about it. just the same thing you're saying now about whatever's in the future. But I, I could make an argument at, that it's bad, but I don't think it is. But right. I could make an argument. But you have yeah, to go sure. off history right. before you go off what you gut feeling about the future is. Right. Like you have to at least start there. Now AR may be different. It may be. So we may eventually, I mean, in some realms, we have hit on technology so powerful that we can't really be trusted to. And by AR, you it. mean assault rifles? Is assault that what rifles. We're yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Just check. Virtual reality and assault rifles is all you'll ever. Have see. y'all heard Joey, of? Uh, does Joey know? What have AR y'all heard of Marco Polo? I think so. Joey, you know what I mean when I say I, AR, right? I would you assume know, well, augmented well, reality. Yeah, yes, nice. And VR is what yeah. you know. VR too. Vagina I guess virtual reality. reality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Virtual reality. Uh have y'all Virgil. heard of Marco Polo? Virgil's Virgil reality. reality. He needs to start a website. Your dad, Virgil. Have y'all seen or heard of Marco Polo? Reality.com. Oh my gosh. What? Have y'all seen or heard of Marco Polo? It's like the next big app. And I'm telling you, boy, ministry workers love it. What is it? <laughs> it's, it's basically video walkie-talkie. And it really is neat and it's really simple to use. And I guess it's more fun, but it's ministry so crazy. People like it. A younger generation, they they communicate on social media so differently. It's crazy. Like like it is. Don't it knock is it. So though. It's acceptable probably very effective. for them. Well, no, uh, like, uh, never mind. I'm gonna go, well, no. This is a good. Go this ahead. is a good ex- exploration of the, what the old person point of view would be, which is they yeah. don't even this anymore, and this is gone, and this is changing, and I don't think it's good. Right, right, right. On the other hand, I don't know what you're speaking of. But I bet okay. you it's very efficient and effective, and I bet it's All working. Right, so, so I personally loved it because I really love this person. He's a good friend of mine. He's also probably about 10 years younger. 
basically get a um, a Marco Polo in the middle of the day, <laughs> like on a day that I never uh, talked to this person, basically uh, tells me what he's about to do. And it's because there's a new app, and that's just what you do. You just you just jump in and, and you and you tell someone. I was like, I my I couldn't believe it. And Priscilla and I, we we had like a mom and dad moment of <laughs> those youngsters. That's so crazy. What but was it the really it, that it's it's oh, basically uh, I'm about to go do such and such. What you up to? And yeah. and and like just thinking, no, oh, it's Saturday. I'm just kind of like just I well, would never. Never but, done. It's but just, it was so interesting. I don't. I'm not comfortable with it, and I don't want anybody to send me that shit. But I better think about it because what he probably did there was, you you know the the phenomenon how most people don't like to talk on the phone because it hangs you up and it's this that. So this is getting around that part. It's like here's information for you when you want it to inform you. Right. Like think about how many people, how much you know about people from high school that you have had now from facebook that you actually are glad to know what's going on like you're super glad to know that oh so and so's sure. doing well and they've got this kid now the best part about this i hadn't had to talk to him once and i know right him. and so that's what yeah, you yeah. just said that's a good there there's all this information that actually makes me feel good and an integrated whole person because my whole class from high school i'm kind of caught up with them it doesn't take me any time well and that's the thing myself. too and, so if people and, send me and, this video messages I, that's that's kind of cool assuming right, and the it's last not thing commanding saying, my attention yeah, and the last thing I'm saying, it, it wasn't annoying. I actually liked it. So, but I I think the thing that really went off in my head is not only would I have never sent that, but I never will. I I don't so think there's you should just say such that. a big generation gap. No, I don't think you should say that. I'm already trying to think in my head of how I could use it because you know how I'll spend a lot of times talking out loud on the phone to y'all when you know that you know what I'm saying, right. but I don't. You know that. Wouldn't you have preferred that to be in a vi- All I got to do is take out my phone and pretend like I'm talking to you while you're not there, and then I can do but my talking out loud, and then you can just take it and leave it, and I didn't take up your time. I should be doing that. I should be sending you three of those a day. Shouldn't I? <laughs> and it doesn't take well, your time. I, now, uh, but here's, here's a huge difference, though. All right, so I, I could see myself using that app and basically sending you a message on a, uh, on a Friday night, basically saying, hey, man, uh, took took the kids out and uh William saw a super Not tall guy Don't and said that. that 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 looks like uh <laughs> Uncle Matt. That's relevant information. But if I were to text you or if I were to do a video message and say, Hey man, I took the kids out and uh we had coffee and went to a show. It was pretty cool. No you would be like I don't want that one. But the, when you get the to the restaurant and there's like a a lady there and her crack is showing unbelievable, I want you to video that and send it to me so I can laugh or or something, you know? Yeah. Send me something it's hilarious. Legal, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video <laughs> somebody's bare butt. But if they're at Dunkin' Donuts and you see somebody wearing something funny or somebody, well, does also, it, what if I mean, me. th- I th- that's what I'm saying. We don't understand how to use the technology because what if that actually leads to people understanding? Oh, wait, when I send this, it the same way as Facebook, you realize, oh, this post got a lot of likes. Maybe this is right. it, it crafts what, like what is va- actually valuable and people are interested yeah. in. When you say that that same video, that if nobody if he never hears from you again, he goes, oh, I might not send him what I'm up to today. That's right. Maybe next time I will send him the picture of the explosion across the street. That works yeah. or, or something right. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But and so I mean, do y'all think do you do y'all believe technology is also God breathed the same way as the Bible? Because the Bible is technology in a way. Back of in course. the back in the day, it, you know, I think of it course it's technology, but. Like, do y'all think that it, technology is God breathed and, and AR and VR and maybe even artificial AI, artificial intelligence, all, all this? Do, you, do y'all think that is us understanding God? We're actually drawing closer in a way. For, for example, like I said, the, the beginning of the Bible, Adam and Eve, he goes, uh, if, you take, if you get this knowledge, the knowledge of good and evil, then you're, you're not going to be able to handle it and it'll be real bad. So they couldn't handle it. But as you get a little older, you start realizing more and more, or the same as your kid. In in the early days, uh, your kid is all you are to them is you provide food. Same way as God, all he did, he you worshipped him from afar, and he just did this. And now we're starting to get more information, and we're learning more and more and more. So maybe technology is 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 the way to God. But that sounds really like against everything I was ever taught. Well, yeah, but technology I mean, the, is the, our the, way the, to God. Yeah. Well, it could be worth. 
from your fundamentalist upbringing, it could be much worse than that because oh sure, is there I, be the way to Satan is what I was told. Well, that's what they'd say, but it, I don't think that's the right interpretation. Chip I, I under really your skin, don't. Mark of the beast, but it's very, very true statement to say a powerful enough AI will be hundred percent indistinguishable from a deity. Yeah, but I'm I'm actually talking about the actual saying, God. Is technology a part of God's plan that leads us to Him and more understanding of Him? I'm just going as far as to say technology might be God. Yeah, maybe that's even it, and it, it will be to proved that. to be the true God. It'll be. I mean, it'll prove it in a different way that'll make sense. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying worship the technology. But I'm saying maybe that maybe frame, at the certain time all we could handle was the idea of God and Jesus, and now we're moving into this next thing that's still God, and it might even still be mm-hmm. God and Jesus. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even questioning. I'm just. I'm saying it does seem as if. The the way we get to God and our understanding is through technology. It's it's I mean, you well, get you get more and more true. to where then eventually you have buildings that you can meet in and then you get more and more where you and have cars and more people. Then you have T V and uh, you know, internet. Right. So look and all at sermons stuff. online. That's technology, right? Right. And it helps people, right? And it's yes. do, does the work of the gospel, right? Yeah. I don't see where that stops. Now, I do know that sermons contain tremendous amounts of man-made errors, don't you know? Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. And we know the technology still is helpful in helping with that mission or message or the gospel more people, right? Yeah. So the better that technology gets, the better for the gospel, right? Even when the AI actually does the preaching and there's less errors in it and we understand the spiritual abuse better to avoid it and right. technology plays into all those things. I mean, I know that sounds kind of scary, but, you know, the the technology used properly only serves to help everybody's mission yeah I, including I, that one yes no yeah i agree that's what i'm saying like the idea is without technology we would still view god as big thing in sky send fire like with that we pray say stop volcano or whatever early man where would, would the th- progress of the gospel be without the printing press technologically right. yeah, exactly instance, right yes I mean, that's what i'm saying like it seems as far. if like we it, a lot of christians are wary of it or what does this mean or this thing's gonna and and i don't think we can handle it I, I think that's our biggest weakness and i think that's what the bible maybe has been telling us you can't handle this knowledge as soon as you find out more about sex you're going to treat people very bad you're going to do terrible things with sex i it's supposed to be good and holy and, and be amazing you're going to turn it into this as soon as you any learn anything you will take it to the other side but it seems very similar to the path of technology as soon as you learn something about technology it ends up you you know uh the brilliant Einstein do all this stuff. Well, atom bomb. You know what I mean? Like, like you're learning all this uh, amazing technology, mm-hmm. and we take it for the bad side. I just, I do but wonder. But we've still like, been making progress the whole time, even given the downsides. But, no? but like Joey, is your natural incl- inclination technology is good or bad? Like, do you, do you think that more technology leads you away from God? There's, that's just an untenable position. Nobody Amazing. really thinks that. Well, what does Joey think? Do I think it leads me away from God? Do you God? think technology no. is leading us towards God? I, I see technology as a greater good with bad stuff just like everything. Do you think it's a tool of God? Of the world? God is technology is wisdom, knowledge. I don't see it that way, but not in a negative light. I see it as God gave men and women brains to master the world and technology is a result of that so i would see god saying like <laughs> okay so does that have a limit then like what about when we literally have something that seems of, like a deity of course but i i, I do our whole belie- society that's you know i do believe yeah i do believe in morals and so let's let's throw the the big sin word in there i think that we can use our brain power for sin i think that's obviously the limit as far as how God would see it is like, oh man, you're you're using this in a way that I didn't intend you to use it. And maybe uh, it, whether or not you believe it's a literal story doesn't really matter. There was in the Bible a story of people taking their abilities so far to where God was like, okay, I gotta I gotta figure something out. Could that story see, but that be, that does could, hold on? Could that story be teaching that maybe sometimes too much technology? Is more than we can handle, and there is Tower a Babel. Yeah, but yeah, I'm but just clearly that, that doesn't make sense in the sense that, well, I mean, we certainly immediately surpassed that a billion times over, and God didn't stop it again. Right. 
So what was the problem there? Like that's, that's right. what I'm saying. We, we have a translated that, language through Google Translate now. Everybody can talk to everybody, and we you're build buildings. You're missing my point, though. What I use that story though is to say that maybe God is taking that story to teach a greater lesson as far as technology. What would the greater lesson that, be? That you need to like honor God and what you're doing and think through things and not just be super reckless. It's in the same way as. The creation story teaches us that if we try to be self-sufficient and do our own thing, separation from God is not good because we need Him to tell us to stay away from certain Like in stuff an allegorical sense, that is like, yes. had they been mindful of God and yeah, not so tried I, to supplant Him, then they would have been successful and it had been okay to build a big tower or something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But still... But do you, are you thought... Do you th- you, it feels like what you're saying is technology is something separate from God. It's something that humans do. And I'm I'm saying maybe technology is God. Like the same way as you think God created all earth and all math and all science and all humans and all everything. The stuff that we, when you think about technology, it's just finding what God's already created. Like math, that's a good point. Right, you know what I mean? Zero like you're, you're is finding something that. You're, you're finding yeah. it. Nobody invented one plus one equals two. We found that and it has proven itself to be true. I'm just saying maybe technology is the way we're becoming more informed. We have more information than we've ever had access to in the history of the world. And so maybe we are finding God and it's a, in a way it almost sounds, this always freaks me out from my very conservative fundamentalist background. Could you think of technology like you do the Holy spirit? It's a, it's a thing that God has or is, and it's moving us towards him. The same, that's what I'm saying. Like early man, all they can understand your baby Matt's kid can only understand dad, dad, protect, give food, right? Because it's in the infancy stage, whatever. We were in the infancy stage long ago. Now we're, we're not smarter necessarily, but we have more information. Maybe we are able to access this. More and collective this. knowledge. Yeah, and, and so we're actually able to change the way we view God in a way that is closer to what reality is. The, the Old Testament thought God, Jesus was going to come and be a crazy king that smashed everybody and did all this stuff. It's an then the next thing happens later where some technology changed, times passed and stuff like that. And they go, oh, Jesus is uh, more meek and mild and, and so forgiving. Updated. Right. Yeah. You updated the technology and, and the idea and the connection and the society with society yeah. and the Soci- collective. Yeah. yeah the societal technology. I'm not even talking about just physical hard, hard wires technology. I'm talking about even our thought process and how we run or, our organizations. All of those things are technology. And they're necessary to have gotten us here. Yes. The Old Testament was necessary. The New Testament is necessary right. and valid and relevant. And now we're updating beyond it. And I know that sounds heretical, yep. but I don't know another way to see it. And right. I do agree with that. We are updating. We're getting more knowledge. I think that God's the source of knowledge, and we're discovering it, and we're building a society. And we may right. even have actual technological programs or consciousness that guide us. I mean, what if we get a program that you can run on your, and I wish Joey would hear that. Yeah, Joey. Hey, would, would, y'all be, would y'all be opening to pausing or? We're, we'll be uh, done in just not, a second I, if you got four minutes. I, I can't. I'm sorry. I got to go. Okay. Um, I feel like you will be able to program <laughs> a brain. Joey had to go diarrhea? Like, I don't know. We'll find out next episode. Oh, my but gosh. I hope, well, maybe he'll like, come back before the end of the episode. I'm really curious. Uh, but I was just saying that, you know, you, uh, I lost what I was saying. What was I saying? I don't know either, man. I wasn't listening, Joey. Oh, what if they made a program that could just affect your brain and deprogram you from wanting to look at pornography? Right. Who, who adopts that immediately yes. and runs the program? Right. Do, or, or no, is that evil? Yeah, it's, yeah, That's exactly. what I'm saying. Is that not, and, and that, what's the difference in, we came up with the accountability partner system and, and Bob Goff wrote this book and yeah. here's an AI program that makes you not want to look at porn. It's all the same to me. I don't see any difference. No, that, yeah. We're and just, we're deciding where we want to go. But it's interesting, to... like, it that, does it not feel like we've been told this story, maybe I'm wrong, but it feels this way across, even on the, maybe the atheist side or the science side, that science and technology are almost pitted against right. God and faith, right? right? That's, a, that's a huge problem. And, and I do as... understand uh, that, that that does make sense in a basic form, but I'm, I'm saying maybe it is greater than that because technology and science are something that we're finding. We're not, I mean, I know we are mixing we're chemicals using. and doing all this stuff. and Yeah, and using. It's mm-hmm. a tool, right? It's a tool. But that, that, that's how we totally accept that with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a tool that we use to connect with God, right? And you could look at the Holy Spirit as technology. The way we interface God right now 
is through this thing called the Holy Spirit where it empowers us. Sometimes it makes us speak in tongues and a language. It helps us speak in a language that God understands, same way as computer language. We're able to communicate with the computer. Right. and I mean, all of those things, it feels like we're always supposed to think technology. Be wary of it. It is scary. And we will mess it up, but I, maybe that's what's so cool about the Bible is God didn't care they would mess it up. Like, okay, you're going to find this out. I'm not going to keep it away from you. There's this technology, this good and evil idea. You're going to use that to hurt people, and it's going to be really bad. But it's okay. We're going to bring it back. And maybe that's there's a chance. I'm not saying this sounds really goofy in science fiction, but maybe there's a chance that technology is the tool and the way that we understand our God more. We're not changing God. We are actually broadening our scope of how amazing God is, how big he is, how in-depth you can go with him. Maybe. Something like that. But you get, there's, a, there's a lot of things you have to let go to embrace that that most people are not willing to do or they're not willing to do yet or they're not willing to do it explicitly. But they certainly, if they look back on history, what they think about the people, what people think about the future, wildly inaccurate. Right. It usually mirrors the past, which is very ac- accessible to us, yet nobody looks that way. Like, right. you want to know what you're like? Don't talk about what you're going to do next month. Just look at last month. Right. That's the answer. Yep. And so what people think about technology, we know the pattern. Yeah. We know the pattern of how it interfaces with science, what people resist and why. And then, then as soon as it becomes hush-hush and convenient and no longer on the forefront, they all adopt it instantly. All the exactly. way back to heliocentrism. Let's right. make a big deal about this thing that we perceive as evil. Right. Until is nobody looking? Okay, I'm okay That's with gay fine. people. Are you? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. Okay, okay. Moving right. on. Whatever the progress is, usually it's a big thing against it until it's like, oh, but that helps me like go to church on time. 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. You're seeing whatever. That, you're it is. seeing that right now with uh, everybody's understanding. Oh, CBD oil. Yeah. Like, oh, Evil. No, it, yeah, Except but, for it helps us. And yeah, so, wait, okay, we'll just quietly It helps arthritis it right. and it's not illegal. And this thing that I've been told this my whole life, wait a minute, what if I just thought about it just for a moment outside? Like that's, I think that's our biggest problem. Maybe even as a culture, maybe that's always been the human problem. You immediately immediately do defend your stance. You almost can't help it. Like I, I'm right. that way. Like I, somebody says something to me, I immediately go, "Wait a minute! I know I, this is the way it's always been. So maybe I, I should be right because it's the way I've always done it." And it's hard to look at it. Wait a minute! What if this isn't the the exact right way? Because I'm just taking marijuana for example. It's not the best example. I was just told it was the worst drug in the world. You're going to die. It's going to be terrible. You're going to kill people. You're going to kill yourself. You will be addicted. <laughs> I mean, saw movies, all this stuff, until the until I eventually saw, oh, in high school, some people smoke weed, and they're cool, and they actually make good grades, and it's better. So I saw a whole different perspective outside, and then you know I decided to make decisions, and then I abused it and did terrible, so maybe they were right. But that is the fear uh, especially within Christianity, I'm probably talking once again about evangelicals. You are going to mess up. D- no matter what That's it you is, learn. you are going to do the, the bad thing with it. That doesn't inherently mean that thing is evil and stay away from it because it'll screw you over. You can't get rid of computers because of pornography. Of course, it's going to be, there was no chance pornography wasn't going to just thrive on the internet. Nobody, I mean, that, of course that would happen. That does not mean the internet inherently is evil and that you cannot move past that. But right now, this is what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. And it's showing us what we, what we actually care about. You know what I mean? Like, it's showing you that people actually do care about porn. It is something that is that, important that's good to, to people. Know. It, yeah, it is else. good to know. As opposed yeah. to nobody talking about it and it being, you know, at truck stops or whatever, and it's just something that's there. Now you actually are seeing what is true right? because of, the sin and the bad stuff that we did with technology, that does not mean that the technology is bad. It means it's actually revealing who we are. It's, it might even be revealing our humanity. That's what I'm saying. Maybe technology is actually revealing what we really is. are. Yeah. I mean, I usually think people are on the side of I, – I don't really buy most slippery slope arguments. Of course, you can slide into corruption yeah. and stuff like that. But that's most of the time you have a moral character. Like you have your character. And so – the people that are ethical and moral and want to do the right thing, yeah. they'll they'll struggle and they'll fail, but that will guide them in the uses. I mean, it's not right. like a technology comes along, all of a sudden I'm going to be trading sex slaves on it. Right. I'm not going to do, do right. that because I'm not going to do that. Or no, I can, but somebody will. Yeah, and some people will, but, but, but they will also yeah. would have done it in an analog right. world too. Yes. They, they were they were looking for that or yeah. stealing. Like That's what I'm saying. I they would have done that either way. So the, it, whatever it was, whether yeah. it's a, a yeah. car they used to travel sex slaves or a computer, whatever it is, those yeah. people people are going to do bad stuff with it. Same way as as soon as you find out about the good and evil in the garden, 
you murdered somebody or you know or you did yeah. something bad like and you're going ho- to do the bad we'll see thing what happens after that and what wins in the end right. and are we on the right track and stuff like that joey's back what joey's happened, back joey? what happened why did you have to leave for five minutes emergency diarrhea was it emergency diarrhea vomit no i hope it's a good cause, story because you look terrible no, not really my dad is supposed to pick Gwenny up from the bus stop which is just right over the bridge from where i'm at right now and the bus driver called Priscilla saying nobody's here. And so the bus is being held up. And for a second, I thought they just dropped Gwenny off. So I just had to get in my car and go over the bridge. And then when I was over, when I was heading that way, my dad showed up. So he was just a little late. Well, you're just, you're oh. not even out of breath. Good good on you for that. Kidding. Thanks oh, for getting back. Shape. Tell them no, about the not. BC Club and we'll be done here. Oh, man, I missed out. See, I was, See if I was you can really, give a compelling pitch. I just really wanted to... Uh, talk to you guys about you didn't want that. you didn't want you do not care about technology that is not an interest of yours yeah pick it yes, up next it was time. no it's not you know what i'm a i'm offended by what shut you tell. your mouth just shut it shut your damn mouth and here's I'm what a, here's what i want to say the bc club is awesome if you're not in it and you're listening to this for free fuck you <laughs> also i didn't mean that and i do want you to join the bc club sometimes my mouth gets me into trouble and i need help and this podcast needs your help to keep going. We want to do some really big things. Some big things are on the table, and uh, we could use your help doing it. So if you like what you hear, whatever podcast you listen to, whatever show, whatever speaker you want to give your money to, it really does mean something. It really means something if you're willing to invest in what you believe in and care about. And we hope you care about this podcast because it's not just us three. It's it's a maybe dare I say a calling and a movement is what Joey would say. I mean, you just Joey just thinks this is like. I mean, he says, Joey says that some people call this their church. And I'm just, I mean, I'm just flabbergasted. And remember, the, this podcast has a people. lot of clout surrounding, uh, surrounding it. Uh, this is, uh, that's what I'm saying. This technology podcast is God-breathed for sure. So if you're out there listening and uh, you want to help us out, we sure would appreciate it. Like join, the following people. So jo- many people. John Markham, Valerie Waugh, Noah Travis, Aaron Reese, mm. Ethan Thomas, Casey Matthews, and Chad Johnson. And I don't think that's Ocho Cinco, nor do I think it's Chad from Come and Live. But unfortunately, Chad Johnson has a horribly boring name. <laughs> Very much like Matt Carter. Horrible, horrible name. So welcome yep. to the my club last of name boring me. My, names my of people born in the 80s and 90s that are completely ubiquitous. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. My first name's Joseph, middle name Michael. So my my last name saved me. Your middle name Debose. Mm-hmm. I know, I don't understand how that's a name. That sounds like a what do you mean? A type of building a or a, a type of vehicle. Like Dubois I drive a Debose. Is, is a similar name. Does that sound like a name? I know. No, it doesn't. And neither does. So Dubose. just the fact that it's foreign it disqualified for you. It's I'm just saying I'm not European, your middle name. I remember when I first I, when I met my first Debose. I was like, that's not even a name. That doesn't sound like a name. Sounds like a tool or something. Hey, hey, go get the toolbox. I need that Debose. That makes a lot of sense. You know, sense. I will tell it, you it this. It sounds like two bows. That's what I think. There's, there's this thing called a bows, and you have do, do bows. It's like do a French. Bows, yeah. Well, you know, I don't hey, care. Do you, want me, do you want me to uh, drive to the store right now, or do you want me to uh, pick up Sally from school? Do bows. <laughs> do bows of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.